2: hey guys welcome to another episode of our private moments it's now sean and sweet episodes where we round up all of our favorite guests and all of our favorite moments and different things this is a little private moment for you i hope you enjoy it
1: i looked at this playlist called unreleased on my old laptop that i hadn't looked at for a while and i was like i've never told this up mm. and i was like held the discussion it's like 811 unreleased songs jesus like sometimes you know maybe for this last album I wrote 25 songs to get 15. Yeah, But my second, third and fourth album I was writing 50, 60 songs to end up with 15. Sheeran what? writes, whenever I chat to Ed, I chat to him on email like every week because he doesn't have a phone but I probably only see him once or twice a year yeah. but when we do it it's like a whole day. It's the best catch up ever. Yeah. And I'm always like, God, how many songs have you written? And he'll be like, yeah, I wrote six songs this week. And that's whilst he's what? on a stadium tour. Mm. And he ends up with 100, 150 songs for every album and they pick the best 10 or 12 and mm. like that's why more often than not he has the biggest streaming songs of the year whether you're an Ed Sheeran fan or not yeah. you can't deny that I don't know for instance Shape of You uh. which was what was that one of the first songs to hit a billion streams yeah or, dude it's
2: like the most played song ever I yeah. think yeah.
1: and like he wrote that with two amazing guys one guy called Steve Mack incredible pop producer, and then Johnny McDade a mate of mine as well as in Snow Patrol mm. who I've written a few songs with back in the day and they're like this dream team who put it together and like that was a moment of magic when, you know, one of the most played famous songs ever, you know, it's like, you know, arguably you can say it's like the Beatles, Hey Jude. And then in, you know, hundred years to come, we'll be like, yeah. And shape of you by Ed yeah, Sheeran, and that bloody annoying song that won't go away. And I was like, so how many songs are you written? in? And he's like, Oh yeah, I've done like 10 this week. Uh, next, I'm like, well, next week you've got four stadium shows. Yeah, Yeah. I'm in the studio every day. And they'll bring the setup into his hotel room or into the yeah. backstage dressing Backing room. Hell. I was like, well, "That's what you've got to do to be at the top level." And just got to keep pumping, them out. and then what, be And then, like, out of the ninety leftover songs, they might sell yeah. two to Justin Bieber. And wow. what, what's your
2: creation process? Can you write whilst you're on tour? Do you find that I possible?
1: so my the biggest song off this last album was called Deep, which is a drum and bass song. It's a guy called Boo produced it. He's a very cool young up and coming drum and bass producer. Yeah. gives me loads of cred um and uh, uh with the brazilian kids, yeah brazilian pop pop star uh called nono like she was on the voice in brazil she now lives in london she's she's this female vocal on it mm. she was supporting me on tour boo came down to watch my manchester show in feb was so inspired by the show he went away that night and made a beat for me so really? like you know based the music the chords mm. on everything that you saw so he wants something really emotional but then a fat drop which is basically all my songs it's like Calm emotion. Oh, God, he's depressed again. His girlfriend's left him. Oh, he's had too many big nights. And then drop, you know, big catchphrase drop. Everyone goes fucking, ah, yeah, that example. And then back to her, like, oh, he's depressed again. Oh, he's done too many drugs. Oh, he's cheated on his girlfriend. Ah, big drop, bang. ah." So he saw the formula for my songs and made me this amazing beat. I wrote it the next day on my day off Mm. on Sunday. Mm. On Monday, we're on the tour bus at like midnight after the show, buzzing, like, I think it was like Bristol. And I'm singing it to everyone. And all the support acts, there's 14 of us. Everyone's like, this is fucking sick. Mm. And then on the Wednesday, I recorded it. And I brought Nono along. So she was on tour with me anyway, support act. I was like, Do you want to come sing the chorus. And she was like, are you serious? Oh my God, man. And then we performed it on the Friday in Birmingham. What? And then performed it at Brixton on a Saturday. That's so the process, seven, how quick it is. That's, mm. not, that's not always what it's like. But that was a perfect example of like a song that came together, like Magic. Mm. And it still goes off like magic. It's like one of those ones where even if you're watching me, at like Latitude at the weekend or like Stand and Calling, it's like the fourth, like penultimate song or whatever. It's not penultimate, it's fourth from last. But you play it and because it's drum and bass, people just can't ignore the energy. Yeah. Mm. And there's mosh pits and everyone's going, and then you get people DMing like, what was that song? What was that song? So it's kind of, you're selling your album through the live show experience. You know what I mean? But, but where does this
2: creativity come from? Because I heard that you, you, you said that you were good at maths at school. You you weren't very good at English, weirdly, but you're you're like a wordsmith. And so,
1: where does this kind of like? Maybe they didn't understand my use of the English language. Yeah, maybe, right? Maybe like because that's what we do—is <laughs> like you for a living. I bastardize the English language and I because you freestyle I, I mess with slang and yeah, I freestyle. And, yeah, I but, th- but that's
2: insane because you that maybe they're right maybe the maybe the educational systems are right? and that's why some people. Well, I, did, I didn't.
1: I didn't do well at music at school. Do you know? And I got I got pretty much straight A's and A stars in GCSEs except for English, which I got a C for.
2: That's like a that's like a complete sort of juxtaposition
1: to to what like you do. Yeah, but right? I mean, at the end of the day, GCSEs don't really mean much anyway. Once you get <laughs> yeah. to a certain stage, caption that. Yeah, A levels don't either. If you're listening to this, sorry, they don't. Yeah. Um, Quit now. But, if you want to do something different, you're not going to fit into that pre like moulded like. I was I, I worked blueprint. at um, when I was sixteen. I worked at Chase Manhattan Bank, yeah, which is now what is it Chase J P Morgan? Or yeah, something yeah. Like yeah. That, uh, up at St Catherine's Dock. And I got a job when I was 16. My auntie was like the PA to like basically the uh, European MD. And he got, I got a job as work experience. And then they started paying me. So I was doing like loads of data crunching yeah. on spreadsheets. And then I got, at the age of 17, I got offered a full-time job. What? Yeah. I was like 18,000 pounds starting thing at 17 years old. Mm. And they were like, you don't need to go to uni. You need to do this now. You're, you're, you were smashed Shit. as well. Shit and such a shame you didn't and, then, <laughs> uh, yeah. and I was just I remember um, uh, what was his name Havutius Niko Havutius I remember his name Greek fellow Greek American guy and I remember he took me to one side and he was like this is your opportunity do you realise what you're missing out on and I was just like I don't think I'm meant to work in banking and numbers and he was just like you're, you're crazy anyway I went to uni mm. studied film and then I was set on becoming a film director I, when I came out of uni I went to Bondi Beach lived in Australia for a year, just working, not backpacking. I didn't want to backpack. I wanted to work, live by myself and just live. Yeah. Go crazy, but just have fun. And I started recording some demos, like rap demos. Mm. And then came back to the London, obviously with a load of hip hop demos, but the only skill I had was I could edit. I'd, I'd studied Adobe Premiere in uni in like 2003 and I got really good at that. So I started working at Paramount Comedy Channel in the tape library and then worked my way up to the point where I was like editing promos and doing the voiceovers. mm And then a similar sort of thing to the Chase Manhattan job offer. I then got offered a promotion at the age of 23 at Paramount Comedy, which is almost like doubling my wage. Mm. And at the same time, Mike Skinner from the streets offered me a deal on his label, the beats, which was part of Warner. And I remember my boss, Tony, he was like, are you sure you want to do this? Mike? Like, I don't know much about this UK hip hop boom bop. You know when white middle class people don't know how to talk about something like, to do? Oh, it's from Birmingham. Birmingham? It but you Birmingham? know when like, they say really awkward yeah, yeah. yeah. you can just call it rap. You know the hip hop boom bap trip hop. What should I call it? You know, like yeah. they, think just, they
2: think they yeah. do it. just call it rap music. I just know. call it. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. I know, I Stop
1: know. skirting around certain words. Um, and it's it's true. He it was though. like, I don't know what you're planning on doing this, but your future is definitely in television. You're an amazing editor. You're amazing. You can do all, everything. I'm doubling your wage. And I was like, yeah, but I want to go on tour with the streets and get really loose and. And shag loads of girls, and
2: it's, it's you know a, what I
1: mean. Travel the, the country being a nutter for a few years, it's amazing. It's like there'll always be a job for you here, mate. And I was, was like,
2: <laughs> I love that because what, do, you, do you think that you that that feel like doing those things and actually, you know, the, the whole point of life, right, is to do what we love. And so, you had all these opportunities to do other things, but you just wanted to do what you love and you didn't really listen it's to weird because I
1: wanted to, I thought I wanted to be an actor director, yeah. And I have done a few roles in short, small films mm-hmm. and. I just don't like the waiting around. I'm too impatient, and, what, and acting is waiting around. Basically, yeah. a lot of times it's yeah. like you know, twelve hour a day, but only two hours of it you may be acting. So that is just doesn't work for me and my ADHD and my. I'm just. But like, you
2: must have obsessive compulsive disorder as well. You must, because in some sort of way, because <laughs> I've, got, I've got them all. You're, You're being, being diagnosed. All. No, I've got, I've got all the things. <laughs> no, because it's 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 unique in a great way to um, okay to to learn all these things like. Like having ADHD, right? Is that you? You can't really focus on stuff, but then you can focus on things because you focus on freestyling, you focus on doing Adobe, you focus on these things. Yeah, and but if you freestyling is in...
1: great because it's using lots of brain functions yeah. at once. You know, it's like you're coming up with things on the spot, yeah. and you're using rhythms, and you're using maths, and you're using words, and you're looking around, reacting to people, yeah. and trying to get a reaction out of them, trying to amaze them or make them laugh or whatever. You know, sounds a little bit like when you're at school because you were jumping between all those groups. You were like, I'll do a bit of banking, let's see what happens. I'll do a bit of uh, TV
2: stuff, and then you're just like hopping around and. Yeah, t- I,
1: I did my own accounts for the first four years of my music career as well yeah it was just like I do all the, all the accounts for everything um, why just because I knew how to do it save yourself a fortune
2: remember guys thank you so much for listening our private moments are out every week on Monday so you can get your little fix of private parts at the start of your week and if you want more you can go back and listen to the full episode which we will link in the bio just go and click that and we'll see you on Monday for another one of our private moments
0: only from rustolium